The McElroy brothers are not experts, and their advice should never be followed. Travis insists he's a sexpert, but if there's a degree on his wall, I haven't seen it. Also, this show isn't for kids, which I mention only so the babies out there will know how cool they are for listening. What's up, you cool baby? It's familiar, but not too familiar, but not too Welcome to a very special edition of My Brother, My Brother, and Me. My name is Justin McRoy, and I'm your oldest brother. My name is Travis McRoy, and I'm your middlest brother. I'm your sweet baby brother, Griffin McRoy. Boys, the fucking energy is electrifying in the studio today. That's because we are all on fire waiting for our chance to see Kung Fu Panda 3. Uh, America's favorite panda, Poe, is back. He's joined by Brian Cranston as Lee, Dustin Hoff, a galaxy of stars. A, ga- a whole nebula of beautiful stars shining up there on the silver screen. I gotta say, Kung Fu Panda 3 watch, it's been a while since we've had a watch before, mm-hmm. yet, in a while. Did- it's been a while. And now here we are again, and I can't. I have to say congratulations, Kung Fu Panda 3. Didn't it come out like a month ago? No, it's on right now. We're all waiting for our chance to see it. I feel like I've been seeing previews for it for like two and a half years. Well, that's because they've got to build the heat. They've got to build the buzz. Travis, in Hollywood, things are very competitive today. Griffin, what can you tell me about what you know about the plot of Kung Fu Panda 3? Well, following on the heels of Kung Fu Panda 2, the Dragon Shrine has been disgraced by the ape colony. And they they will have a big fight. And Lucy Liu is a snake in it, and she. <laughs> uh, we seem to have lost Griffin. So excited, so so fully pumped. Is I, guys, I just got so excited. This electrifying energy. My throat literally closed up, and I couldn't breathe for like a, a full thirty seconds. Do you have your EpiPen? Your I Kung do. Fu Panda Three branded EpiPen? Yeah, it just shoots. It shoots. Like ramen, ramen broth into my veins. That's uh, the thing, right? That he likes. He's that he is both a kung fu master and a chubster. Like, is that the whole point of the three movies? Uh, I I am so excited about Kung Fu Panda three. I have yet to watch one and two, but I really feel like three is the one that's going to get me into this franchise. A lot of people are you ask worried me, that you'll be lost, Justin? Like when uh, I just saw The Matrix three. A lot of people have been asking me, Justin, is Kung Fu Panda three a good entryway to the series? <laughs> and as somebody who has not seen Kung Fu Panda one or two, but is very excited about. Three. Also has not seen three yet because again, gang, it's been out for a couple days. We just haven't. Who's got the time? <laughs> just haven't made it. But the fire is electrified. But I, my answer to that question is a is an unqualified yes. This is the place for new fans, and fa- I feel like a new generation is about to fall in love I, with Poe, that beloved Kung Fu Panda. I was led to believe that Kung Fu Panda three was a bit of a reboot for the series, much grittier, much darker. Um, the, it's the first one to have an R rating. The other ones really skirted it with like a like a really hard PG thirteen. Yeah, the fu- the foo stands for fucking yeah. <laughs> and this true. is the first one that really like leans into the original source material and is yeah. like yeah, full frontal panda nudity. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, that's the that's the whole that's always been the whole franchise. Panda don't wear pants. <laughs> yeah, if, 
Yeah, but this uh, time you can actually see his dong. <laughs> you can see his dong through the whole thing, I've been yeah. led to believe. Haven't caught it yet, but uh, do you think- Well, they're not going to show it in the previews, Justin. They're not going to give away the cow when you get the dong for free. Oh my God, guys. Right now, stop what you're doing. And okay. find a uh, poster of Kung Fu Panda 3. I'm going to drop a, a link for my brothers here in our Skype chat. If you could just look at that poster real quick and imagine his dong was there. It's the greatest <laughs> poster that has ever been or ever will be. I understand this is a visual gag. It's too important. Okay, but no, yeah, it would be, yeah. It would be it's literally him sitting. He's got his legs spread, balancing between two pillars as uh, <laughs> what looks like six children look up at, like perfectly where, you know what? You don't even need to have the dong on this poster. Yeah, There's six children implied. looking up into his, either his dong or his asshole. They can see through him. The children in this poster are looking at his gaping butthole. <laughs> They're all baby birding underneath his gaping butthole. One dude is literally mouth agape yeah, at his gaping perfect, butthole. This in spiritual a sequel line. to <laughs> the human centipede takes Poe in the role of the nutrient provider and the baby pandas as those who are gobbling up the sweet, sweet food. Are you uh, reading this from the IMDb page, is, Justin? Yeah, this is from the, the credits narration. Uh, <laughs> the scroll. <laughs> this is the scroll that goes up before the film. I'm just so fucking excited. To see I'm this so movie. fucking excited to see Kung Fu Panda three as soon as I get the opportunity. Gang, I went to Hong Kong last year and I saw an actual panda. And you know what I did? I yelled "fuck you" at it <laughs> because it's not my po. I said, "Not my po." I'm most excited about Jackie Chan. In Absolutely, and is are. it live action Jackie Chan like Michael Jordan in Space Jam? It's like Cool World Jackie Chan edition. But if Jackie Chan dies in Kung Fu Panda 3, does he die in the real world? Any any world with Jackie Chan in it is a cool world. It's like, who framed Jackie Chan? Except mm -hmm. nobody can, because how are you going to stop him? He just yeah. chopped that frame to bits. Chop it to <laughs> matchsticks. Hey, Travis. Yes? Rank them. <laughs> Good question, Justin. I'm going to say one, two, and three. <laughs> You're counting. Rank them. Okay, two, and, uh, to three, and one. And to some justification for your rankings. Okay, well, I'm going to say two because it's my favorite, and then three because it's my second favorite, and then one because it's my third favorite. Okay, perfect. That's excellent. Griffin, rank them. Oh, shit. Uh, Dustin Hoffman, Seth Rogen, mm -hmm. Kate Hudson. Yeah. James Hong. Oh. Okay. Fuck, Mary, kill, Jack Black, Poe, Poe with Jack Black's head. God. Um, God. Oh, well. I would probably fucking kill all of them. <laughs> <laughs> we are just so excited about Kung Fu Just Panda so excited. The electricity in the studio is electrifying. <laughs> We're on fire here for this film. Brian Cranston was in Breaking Bad, and he could have done anything. You know what he did? Several things. And then after those, do you know what he did after those? A couple more. And then, you know what he did? Kung Fu Panda 3. Okay. It, it actually, it says on his IMDb page, he ran out of things to do and started yeah. back at the beginning again with Kung Fu Panda 3. Brian because Cranston Brian wept. Cranston is a flat circle. Brian Cranston wept because there are no more countries to conquer. <laughs> so he said, fuck it. It's time for me to get up in the panda mix. And so he did it. Oh, God. I'm, God, I'm fucking raging hard on for this flick, guys. Just like Poe. Wait. Hey, let's go uh, not to the money zone because we haven't earned that, but let's do some advice. Okay, sure. Sounds good. I guess I'll close uh, this here, picture of Kung Fu Panda now. Here's my first piece of advice. Get a ticket 
today to go see Kung Fu Panda. See it in 3D. See it in 1D. It, you'll still enjoy it. <laughs> it's just a line. It's just a line. It's just a line of changing color. <laughs> and sound, that glorious sound, which is like a fifth dimension, because you'll be teleported. Wow. Jesus, Justin, you're right. What? Sound is, sound is the fifth dimension. <laughs> hey, why are we just now figuring this out? Uh, you're welcome. To, you know, gravity waves, schmavity waves, I say. Go see Kung Fu Panda 3. It's got gravity in it. It's got gravity, and it'll take you to the sound. And dimension. it's got gravitas. It's got gravitas. It's so important. So important. So important. Oh, I wish I, I wish this movie had a smell so I could smell it. Yeah. Find the right theater. Or the wrong one. Hey, read a here, question. Here, here's so I will read a question. I'm just. I'm sorry. Really I'm just excited so fucking right now excited. About, you need a distraction. Is that what it is? Is it the 10 solid minutes of talking about Kung Fu? I'm not sure we've gotten the 10 solid minutes of expressing our excitement <laughs> about Kung Fu Panda 3. I'm using new uh, recording equipment, and I can't tell exactly where it started. Uh, no, we're I, at 10. Are we at we're fully at, 10? Yeah, like, fully I don't want to tell people. I, okay, let me see this. Poe would never promise to use Kung Fu on someone and then not do it in front yeah. of an audience. And or I, I don't, Yeah. I don't want to promise... 10 minutes of unadulterated Kung Fu Panda 3 excitement Content, and then not deliver yeah. it in the final recording. That's a great point. So if there's anything, Griffin, any stitch of audio you think you might edit out from the previous 10 minutes, <laughs> please, please let me know The now. only part so that I'll edit I'll out is I, more about the adventures yeah. of Poe and Co. Poe no, and I know. Co. The, sequel. The, on, the only part I'll probably edit out is where I talked about how this, my excitement for this film had, had given me a raging hog. <laughs> <laughs> Raging uh, Hog is my favorite of the Kung Fu Panda crew too. He's mm -hmm. like a mean old, mean old Mongolian pig man. It's Slippery Snake, Raging Hog, Hot Cock, <laughs> Throbbing Cock, Throbbing Cock, uh, Whistling Clam, Rabbit Weasel. Listen, hey, listen. Penis, Penis Tom. <laughs> this is unexpected. <laughs> And perhaps a little unprecedented in cinema, but I am so excited about Kung Fu Panda Three <laughs> that I want a sequel to Kung Fu Panda Three. I don't want you Kung want Fu Panda. You want 4. Kung Fu Panda Three Two? I want Kung Fu Panda Three Two. Yes, is that possible? Uh, anything's possible in this crazy, weird, holly weird. Uh, okay, so I answer some questions now. I'm just really, it's really hard yep. for me to. Uh, well, let's give it a try, and we'll see like how it goes. If I offer a coveted ticket to an event for free to someone, how long should I give them to respond? I had someone him and ha for weeks before <laughs> before taking the ticket to Kung Fu Panda 3. That's what the ticket. Why did it have to be about a ticket? Because all I can think about is, I, I let me just, I'll, I'll just insert it so my mind doesn't wander, okay? Okay. Whew. Whew. I'm watching a trailer in another window. Let me just pause it. Hold on. Wait, I've got three of them going simultaneously. So let me put a different part. So they're looping endlessly. Let me just pause. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. I got them all close. Well, minimized. So I can still hear them. Uh, if I offer a coveted ticket to Pan Kung Fu Panda 3 for free to someone, how long should I give them to respond? 
I had someone him and haw for weeks before giving me a response about going to Kung Fu Panda 3 with a free hotel room provided. <laughs> oh, man. Now, to oh, be that fair. Movie, to be that movie fair was so here. good. It really took it out of me. I need to go to sleep right now. Well, we provide <laughs> hotel rooms. Um, <laughs> to be fair, that is, uh, it was actually regarding Comic-Con and a free hotel room, hundreds and hundreds of dollars as opposed to the twelve ninety five to see Kung Fu Panda. Three. In 2D. I mean, oh. you're going to be paying, okay. You pay extra for 2D? Yeah, I would. Uh, How many Ds you want? Uh, no, you're going to get them all in Kung Fu Panda 3D. Uh, another friend waited a week to tell me they couldn't make it to a music festival. That's from Irritated Altruist. So, this is, this is crazy. First of all, Comic-Con with a free hotel room is, that's, that's what, like a G? That's like one stack easily? Yeah. That's like crazy. That's a that's an enormous thing to give to somebody for free, and for them to not like gift. shoot from the hip and be like, yes, 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 a thousand dollars. Thank you. Yes. I At the very least, they could take it and resell it and get that stack. I feel like you are so within your rights after like three days to just say like, hey, I need to hear back on this. If you can't do it, I'll ask someone else. Like, I, I see. Think, I, I think, think it's you can worth, grindstone it, a little bit. It's worth if if there's a. Uh, a value on it, I think it's worth giving them a timetable when you make the offer. If there's any hemming and hawing, it's just like, hey, I need you to let me know in like three days because if not, I'm going to get somebody else to go with me. Um, and because I, I think that at offering it, like offering a timeline later, it feels like, like I think that you're, I think it makes you seem desperate for like it, considering the fact that you're like giving someone a gift, like you shouldn't have to do that. You shouldn't have to establish a timeline later. Um, they should just be accepting it, like going for it. And there's a really, you get to use the sentence, I really need to figure this out, which is a really official sounding sentence, but doesn't actually like imply any kind of consequences. It's not like I got, I got Jim breathing down my neck, man. I really got to finish, figure this out. So if after like three days, you can just be like, yeah, I really need to get this figured out. Are you able to go? Cause if not, I need to like figure something else out. I, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm about to tell a pretty hard line on this. You give them 30 fucking seconds. This oh, is a $1,000 trip I'm offering to take you, my best friend Kyle, to. You have 30 fucking seconds to make up your mind. Because it's a this is a wonderful opportunity. And if well, you don't jump out now. I, 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 here's, here's, okay. Here, when, I tell, when someone asks me if I want to do something, when I say, let me look at my schedule and figure it out, I'm lying. Almost, almost. All the time, I'm lying. I think everybody is, right? Like, if yeah. you're into something and you're, like, into it right away, you just say yes. And the You'll other figure are like, it out. They'll figure it out around that. If I say, uh, let me think about it. Let me look at my schedule. What I'm saying is, let me talk to my wife and see if she can help me cook up a pretty good lie for why I can't go to your thing. Like, she won't yeah. let me lie, but she'll help me come up with a reason why I can't. Uh, because I need I need that sometimes to to help sort through these things. And, or my wife will that, convince me, hey, this is something you should probably do. It'd be good for you to do it. Um, but either way, like I, it means let me talk to my wife about it. I don't. And I don't that's need not necessarily a reflection on you, the question asker, on whether they want to go with you. Sometimes just committing to something in the future like gives me such panic attacks of oh, like, God, yeah, but what if something happens? But what if like in a month somebody tells me I need to do blah blah blah? You know what I mean? Like. It's not always like, well, I don't want to go with Joan. Sometimes it's like, okay, but like, do I want to commit to something? Three, like I sat on like buying concert tickets for like 20 minutes just going, but who knows the future? I did the opposite. I accidentally bought 17 tickets to Carly Rae Jepsen this coming weekend. You just kept clicking? 
I just kept doing it over and over again because I was like, what if I lose the first 16? What would you rather have? Would you rather have someone him and haw for like two weeks or have someone say yes immediately and then like a week before the event be like, hey, I can't go. And now oh. you're fucked. Oh, that's a good point, Travis, because the side effect of them answering too quickly might be that they have to bail. And that's the worst, right? Yeah. So I feel I mean, like you have to find a balance between those two of like, here's your timeline. So it gives me enough time to ask other people, because especially if it's like, listen, it's four months till Comic-Con or whatever. I need an answer. And then versus like, OK, well, I have three days till Comic-Con to find someone else to go with now. I, 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 t- I tell th- you if you. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Griff. I'll tell you, if you really want to get good at making these kinds of distinctions, plan a wedding. Because that is literally mm-hmm. just like 150 times. Just like, hey, you want to come get like fucked up and eat some sick food and dance to some dope tunes with me and my newly betrothed? And then you'll get like, let me th- let me sit on that for a month and a half. Oh, the happiest day of your life? Let me just sit on that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll totally be in there. Yeah, totally. Five days before the event. Mm, can't make it. Guess you have to throw that food in the yard. <laughs> Guess oh. you have to pour that wine down the toilet. <laughs> uh. I think that the better approach is to not ask people way out in advance because for me, the likelihood that I'll accept an offer like this actually grows as it gets close to the event because I, then I think it yeah. starts to take on the fun of spontaneity. One time yeah. I was going to a murder mystery with a bunch of friends and I had two friends who uh, uh, had, an, had an illness in the family and they had to bail like 24 hours before. And my friend, Michael Beck, lives in Indiana, and I called that thug the morning of and said, hey, (laughs) get in your car and start driving to Ohio. You're going to a murder mystery this weekend. And that dude did it. He found an ascot, and that weekend he ended up running from a guy in a werewolf costume. So these things do pan out sometimes. Wait, what? Yeah, yeah, it was a it was a whole crazy story that we'll have to tell. It's the most scared I've ever been in my entire life. Okay, no, but I just I I don't want us to get too deep into it, but I do want to say like that's not a good murder mystery. The werewolf done did it. The werewolf was (laughs) a rogue member. The werewolf he was not associated with the with the company putting on the murder mystery. He was, if you will, a lone wolf. (laughs) Yeah, okay. And Um, he scared me in a gypsy camp, and I ran silently through the woods. I ran into a tree, but he could not find me. I was very proud of myself. Uh, you cover your tracks. You put down that tiger pit. The one last thing I want to say about this. I also pretended that a gun I had had magical wolf killing powers because once a werewolf shows up, you're playing Calvin Ball. Like the rules, <laughs> of, the rules of the murder mystery done fell the best away. Laid, the best laid plans of mice and men just go straight down the down the, the turret when a werewolf rolls up. Um, do you guys want a Yahoo? Uh, yes. Can I take a quick sidebar? Yeah, it's not about Kung Fu Panda Three. Yeah, that is not true. Though it is about cinema. The I would say now top three discussions that we've had on My Brother, My Brother, and Me, and we never circle back around to things on this show. It is actually a part of the DNA of this program that we never look back. No, uh, it is a linear march through time. We had our necks march. removed. But I have to say, the, the conversation that we've gotten, perhaps the most, at least top three feedback uh, in the entire history of this show, has been our conversation about Travis's experience watching Night at the Museum 3 <laughs> with three mics. Folks, we had like like Freddie Wong, who is an actual person who is making video professionally, create a, a fabrication, a lie, to yeah. support Travis's story. There are people creating fake web pages. There are people who reshot Malcolm in the Middle scenes to try yeah. to justify it. Yeah. Frankie Munoz came out of retirement to shoot Malcolm in the Middle scenes. I don't know who the fuck the, like, who's leading this 
a worldwide Illuminati conspiracy just to troll me and Justin. And the, the, crazy thing, the person is, everybody's uh, been saying, like, Travis, you've been vindicated. I also thought I was making it up. Yeah. I also believed it was a fever dream brought on by Ben Stiller's amazing performance in Night at the Museum. In case you didn't listen last week, Travis saw Night at the Museum 3 and could swear that the film was framed in such a way that he was seeing, like, boom mics and stuff through the entire production. Well, let's not rewrite history. It was Night at the Museum 1. I have never, nor will ever, see Night at the Museum 3. They know what they did. <laughs> Let me just say this, because the thing we've heard is, is there's a thing called, uh, according to this fucking worldwide conspiracy thing called Open Matting, where the fucking projectionists are apparently supposed to put up the, the, the letterbox around it, and if they don't put it up right, you see the wires and shit. That's, dude... That's the joke that's we true. said. That's on the, the most thing. That's the most ridiculous thing ever. This the people would film this shit and be like, uh, cameraman, are you sure? Because there's like Yeah, some 18-year-old drunk kid will take care of it. Yeah, don't worry, guys. We got it 90 yards down the field. Drunk Brian, <laughs> drunk 16-year-old Brian's gonna get it the rest of the way. He's gonna run it into the end zone. While he's playing well, with his nunchucks. We put six trillion dollars into the making of Avatar. <laughs> I think Brian's got it. Do you think that if you saw Avatar like this, that the bottom of the screen, you'd just see like James Cameron's legs as he's moving puppets around and shit? You would see the Navi's like, uh, like bottom of their torsos and it's just not painted blue. It's just like a regular fleshy torso and like a regular non-blue genitals. Like, I'm not even wearing my, I'm not even wearing my Navi pants down here, guys. Let's loosen up. Casual Friday. Brian's got it. <laughs> And up Yoda's ass, like making it talk. Like this is the worst Star Wars I've ever seen. And you this see the puppeteer's other hand, like making a fake jerk off <laughs> motion on the Yoda puppet. Like I ah, get it. Don't worry, Brian will get this. What the fuck? <laughs> Holly, weird. Do you think if we open Matt Kung Fu Panda three, we'll see like Jack Black underneath Poe, like <laughs> doing my lines down here, just writing tenacious D lyrics? Yeah. Oh fuck. So Travis was lying. Please, yep. please, 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 yourself. God, you're embarrassing yourselves. And stop sending us these Malcolm in the Middle screen caps. I mean, I love good Malcolm in the Middle jokes as much as anybody, <laughs> but fuck. I'll take as many glossy JPEGs of Malcolm in the Middle <laughs> as you have. You can just zip those right over to my inbox. Yeah, just zip drive those up, put them on a jazzy drive, and just flip those <laughs> over to us. Please. I will say there was one of these that showed Dewey's stand in. <laughs> And it's the most mental thing I've ever seen. This weird Dewey homunculus standing next to Frankie Muniz. Holy shit. Yeah, it's All as right. though what was the was... kid who played Dewey doing that he couldn't be that in that busy? shot? Yeah. Is it on me? No, then I'll be in my fucking trailer. Get Dennis out here. If it's And listen, if you guys get the matting wrong, I'll fucking kill you. I have it in my I'm contract. Dewey, damn it. It's it's as though someone is filming Malcolm in the Middle and behind them someone is sweeting Malcolm in the Middle. Like they're creating yeah. their own Malcolm in the Middle fan film directly in the same shot. This Yahoo, Yahoo. was sent in by this Fuck. one was sent in by Morgan Davy. Thank you, Morgan. It's by Yahoo Answers user Wade, who asks Can anyone recommend some good weightlifting music? I'm making a playlist of workout songs for my high school weight room, and I need some great heavy metal songs with great pump-up riffs and heavy drums. Nothing from the 80s, please. Late 90s oh. to modern day, please. YouTube links would be appreciated. No rap, pop, hip-hop, or techno. Nothing from the 80s? Go fuck yourself. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of restrictions on here that this person can go fuck themselves about. 
Does Weird Al fit into this? Now, explain. I think that it would make really good pump-up jams. Okay. I respectfully disagree. Fair enough. What about when were when were the Scorpions? They're actually uh, mo- they're they're modern day. They're describing like once it's like they want you to back into one song. Like they have yeah, one no, this song is, in this mind. Is, to, to, across my weightlifting bridge, you must answer this riddle. How about this? If you're trying to get sick gains, then might I recommend Chris Gaines? <laughs> the heaviest of metals. <laughs> Fuck heavy metal. No, let's put that restriction in the garbage, because if that's the case, then we're not going to get anywhere. We know how to get this person's sick gains better than anybody, and that is to listen to the sweat-pumping, muscle-grinding rock rock riffs of Chris Gaines. That was the whole point of Chris Gaines, right? Because Garth Brooks said, okay, well, I can't I can't do the heavy rock that I want to, so he Stefan or killed himself right. and made Chris Gaines so Chris Gaines could do the rock anthems that he had been dreaming of the greatest Um, regret of my life is that this program was not in production while the chris gain saga was unfolding oh jeez my dream actually i want our max fun max fun bonus (laughs) episode to be a alternate reality episode released the week that chris gains (laughs) is like on SNL and behind the music and like, can you imagine while it's happening? Because I like, I'm so sad that I was not (laughs) talking. Do you know that this fool said Chris Gaines was from Australia? Like, can you imagine being in like his management entourage group when fucking G Brooks is like, guys, I've guys, guys got this sick idea. He said he's from Australia. (laughs) Like, like first off, like. You're not only locking yourself into like making this alter ego. If you do an uh, uh, an interview, you have to like Garth Brooks is like, oh fuck, they have they talk different, don't they? Shit. Okay, hold on, give me a second. Let me try to cook shrimp on the barbie. Like Garth, hello there, no. it's me, Chris Gaines. <laughs> no way, Garth Brooks. Um, can I pivot a little bit? Why do people work out? Why do, why do people get those sick gains to get those fucking glistening fish lifters? To, to I'm only calling him Chris Gaines from now on, by the way. All, yeah. all I want in the gym is Chris Gaines. Okay. Is it to impress people that they would like to engage in sexual congress with? That's probably part of it, right? Um, but there's a lot of different ways that you can do that. I think for the most part, it is an intimidation, right? You make yourself bigger to scare. I mean, this is this is basic wilderness shit. You make yourself big to scare oh, yeah. off a, a predator. So you want to make yourself big so you can intimidate people and get like fucking power plays all over the place. And if that's the case, I think you carry that whole aesthetic over to the gym while you're trying to get Chris Gaines. Mm-hmm. Um, to that extent, why not just put on a song on a big speaker that's just going to sort of freak everybody out and and while you're while you're getting your gains and sort of attract attention to yourself and you are enjoying it and getting Chris Gaines um, to a song that it, it maybe people don't understand and maybe they're scared of that. And maybe just say anything, the whole thing, and you're just lifting the speaker over your head, and that's how you're doing your curls. You're getting your Chris Gaines by blasting Chris Gaines over <laughs> your head and just Well, no, 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 Chris, Chris, Chris Gaines is too obvious a choice. I'm saying we, we, we keep it weird. I'm saying what about the, like, you're, you're doing some deadlifts to the theme song to the cartoon show Bobby's World. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you're, like, crunching it, and you've got, like, a lot of crunching some bars, and it's just like... Oh, fuck yeah. Ugh. Oh, yeah. 
some now, big Griffin games today, boys, sounds huh? sounds like a guy masturbating to Bobby's world. Yeah, it can be both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, 61. It is kind of a, I mean, I will say this. It's kind of a horrifying theme song. Like, it's yeah. kind of really scary. Out of context, it's very, like, Tim Burton clown nightmare. Yeah, if you slowed that down, like, a half beat, like, I think you would have something very, very terrifying. Put it in, like, a minor key. Put that and in a minor key. And then you just key? hit the fucking everyday fitness and get some fucking fish lifters. What if you just played books on tape over the sound system? <laughs> What book? What book? What book? What book? What, what book? book? This what is book? good. This is Travis to really Eat, pray, stick. love. <laughs> okay, yeah. Eat, pray, lift. Like, that's... Eat, pray, <laughs> lift. <laughs> Dear God, <clears throat> please let me get gains today. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> Will you please... I've told you this before. Don't pray with your mouth full. <laughs> it's rude to me. It's rude to God. You want to go to the money zone? Yeah. Hell yeah. Great website, maybe the best one ever. Go to McElroyShows.com and you're gonna see uh, a, a modern work of like art, I guess. Art, maybe t- is it? Yeah, art. I mean, it's, it's art. art. It's art and science and commercialism and, and capitalism and like big business and fuck boys. We sold out. We did it, Travis. How hard was it to make uh, a site with Squarespace? Honestly, Justin, and I'm not just saying this because they are our sponsors this week. It was the easiest fucking thing in the world. And not just easy to do, but easy to make look really nice because they had amazing templates. And it was a lot of it was just like, okay, I'm going to type in this thing. And then they took that information and turned it into a really polished, sharp looking website. We've got a website that I. I can't recommend it enough how much I loved working with Squarespace and how many compliments I've gotten on it. Yeah, it looks pro and it's not that hard to do. You can start your free trial today. Visit squarespace.com slash my brother. You should. Squarespace. I want to talk about me undies wearing Mm. them right now. I've got those lounge pants. It is like a blanket. Did you get those uh, Keith Haring Valentine's Day designs? Of course I got those Keith Haring Valentine's Day designs. I wore them, and I felt, can I just say something? And this may turn some people off. I felt sexy all day. I felt- I'm more worried it may turn some people on. I'm not worried about that at all. I felt okay. grown sexy. Like I felt- boy. I felt terrific like a grown sexy lad. Like like Poe in Kung Fu Panda 2. When he finally- Except he, with your dong covered. Yes, please. <laughs> Nothing um, can describe the fit and feel of me undies. Uh, they are de- dedicated to providing the world's most comfortable underwear, and you have to experience them for yourself. Every single week, we hear from listeners who finally took the plunge and got the MeUndies, and they're never going back. When I wear when I wear non-MeUndies, I feel like a criminal. <laughs> that should go to jail. I feel like I should go to jail. I feel like I've been a, like a bad lad. Shipping is free in the U.S. and Canada, and you can save up to $8 per pair with the Me Undies subscription plan, you can get the subscription or a single pair. You get 20% off your first order when you go to MeUndies.com slash my brother. That's MeUndies.com slash my brother for 20% off your first order. Men, women, everybody, matching underpants, go do it. Go get it. Go get it. Uh, we also have uh, we have another message here. Um, How can people get messages on our show, Travi? Oh, you can go to MaximumFun.org forward slash Jumbotron, Griffin. Oh, it's a great question. Thank you. Can I, I tell you about Photo Jojo? 
Oh, I wish yes, you would. I love Photo Jojo. The bad guy from fucking Powerpuff Girls? No, that's his brother. Okay. Photo Jojo has photography gear for everyone because everyone has a camera in their pocket these days. From nifty little lenses that attach to your phone to the latest instant camera from Polaroid. Yep, they still make them. To cute camera straps and backup phone batteries. Go check out all this great stuff at photojojo.com. That's photo, like the word photo, jojo, J-O-J-O.com. Use the coupon code MIDDLEST to save five buccarinos. Plus, it took a lot to convince my coworkers that this ad would be money well spent. Show them I'm right, man, bambinos. The the cutest thing they got is the they have an, uh, a a a sort of a battery that plugs in your phone to charge it up. And it's called apple juice, and it looks like a little container of apple juice. It's fucking adorable. I think we Teresa got that right. Like, Photo yes. just sent us some cool stuff. Uh, Teresa got the the apple juice. There's really like super cute stuff, really neat uh, accessories, and like if you want to take better photos with your with your uh phone which is still astounding that you can do that by the way that's that's wild and not just phone stuff they have camera equipment too uh photojojo.com coupon code middleist can i tell a quick little vignette yeah um i was at a wedding this past weekend in new orleans and it was cute they had uh the guest book and then right next to the guest book they had like one of these instant polaroid cameras that take like the little pictures little guys um, and then they had a little, another book that you would just like slide those into and like write your names right next to your picture, your little, your little Polaroid selfie. Um, but we were like an hour into the wedding and we realized nobody had used it yet. And so me and Rachel were like, well, the people who plan this wedding probably like wanted people to do this. So like, let's just like get it started so people feel more comfortable. And then we did it. We took a picture of ourselves and put it in the book and, and, you know, signed it. And then uh, like a half hour went by and I started to get legitimately worried that we would be the only people to do it. And then our like wedding present to them would be like, here's a book with a picture of us only in it. Happy wedding. It's the Griffin and Rachel book for us at your wedding. It's us though. It is us though. It's your wedding, your special day, but it's our fucking book. Do you think about just filling it with pictures of you and Rachel? Did think about that, which would be another fun gift for anybody. Anybody would love that. I got a message for Thomas from Sierra Madden Puppy and Piggy. It says, happy birthday. I wrote you a haiku. Here we go. My dungeon master, you are the Tom to my gronk. Mandy Patinkin. I feel like at the end they just needed, (laughs) they were maybe short on this. Justin, everyone knows that in in a haiku, you have to either have a reference to like spring, the nature, weather, or Mandy Patinkin. You're talking about Kigo. Mm-hmm. Of course. <laughs> yes, and I guess ki- I am. The Griffin, tradition- but aren't we all? The traditional Kigo are, you know, they're relating to the, the current season. So something like leaves, flowers, renewal, sunshine. Mandy, Mandy Patinkin. <laughs> because, because fucking Homeland's about to start up again. People still on Plus, the tip, huh? He, he's just, uh, get one of his albums uh, singing Broadway show tune. Um, Kid Alts. Don't mind if I do buy a copy of Kid Alts right now on Amazon because I can't find mine. Probably because I gave it to a f- dear friend. <laughs> uh, and another exciting announcement. I committed, Everybody- kid, I committed kid adultery, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, everybody who uh, uh, has a question read or a, a message on today's show will receive a, uh, <laughs> a free ticket to go see Kung Fu Panda 3. Yeah. Uh, just email me, Justin, at teengoogle.com, God. and I'll make sure you get, I'm not fucking with you. 
I will make sure you get enough Fandango cash to go see Kung Fu Panda 3. If you use it for anything else, I'll fucking know. I Wait, so how do you have you, That's only if you have a question right on the show, not if you just email Justin. Yeah, no. If you have a question right on the show or, or one of those messages is from you, then please let me know and I'll make sure you get your ticket to Kung Fu Panda 3 and you gotta go fucking see it if I'm gonna do the thing. I wanna see a ticket stub. You gotta send we me We wanna picture see pictures of you at the movie theater. I will holding, end you. Holding the ticket stub, torn, torn ticket stub. I will, if you go fucking see Deadpool, I'll spend all my days trying to burn. I will salt the earth. I will call your place of employment and say Justin horrible will become lies. a wanderer. Dark don't lies. think don't think that you're gonna like outthink Justin and say like oh I can think of a funnier thing to do with this pandemic no no there is nothing funnier you can do than go see Kung Fu Panda three and then let Justin know what you thought of it it's this is an, an important 80, question it, Justin will you be paying enough for them to see it in 3D IMAX or just for your basic 2D ooh, version good question, good question. I'm not made of money it's a basic 2D version this film is certified fresh 81% please stop fucking around and go see Kung Fu Panda 3 in we are not now. in any way paid to do this I cannot make this clear enough this is not native marketing or whatever the fuck it's called we're just fans we're just fans of Kung Fu Panda 3 despite never having seen one of the films I've seen the first. How I have seen, I think, there an episode of the TV show. Is that Jack Black or is that a Jack Black alike? I think it's it's probably just like his brother, Jack Brown. <laughs> you idiot. Let's be honest. We live in a world with too much media. You need a podcast on the front lines figuring out what's great. We're here for you. We're Pop Rocket. I am Guy Branham. I'm a comedian. I'm Winter Mitchell. I call myself a digital strategist. <laughs> I'm Oliver Wang, academic and disc junkie. Margaret Wappler, je suis as journaliste. <laughs> and we watch, listen to, and read everything so that you don't have to. And then we tell you about all the things that you'll love to love. Find us in iTunes or wherever you download podcasts. Pop Rocket, every Wednesday from Maximum I'm a fashion student. I love clothes and putting together outfits. But like you often say, a ship in harbor is safe. And sometimes I mess the heck up. And if this happens, MBD, I'll go change. But my friends and fam now make fun of me for times when they've seen me in two or three outfits in a day. I paint, sew, and go out pretty often. So it's not just from sartorial floop ups. My question is, how are people not doing this? Are some people just okay with being uncomfortable socially or physically with their outfits? Do I have a problem? Not currently in the nu- in the nude in the north XX. So this person will often change clothes multiple times throughout the day. Oh, okay. Got it. Um, no. I mean, no. I have like a uniform, basically. I have jeans. You realize we're three Dugs. Like, we're basically three Dugs? I got some t-shirts. I got some jeans, I got some cowboy boots, and that's my, that's what I call my Travis. With that's all the accessories that come with the Travis doll. I have never I have never worn khaki pants where I did not first have a thought, where the fuck are my khaki pants? Like that that's every time. <laughs> they were not at the ready. Yeah, they I do not have them like ready to go. At this wedding I went to last weekend, I brought my wedding wear, and then I found out there was a cocktail party the night before, and it was like, yeah, you should wear something nice for that. I was like, well, that's going to be a problem, because I have wedding, Griffin, and that's just it. I don't have a cocktail party, Griffin style. I Teresa was telling me her father has, every day that she's known him, um, when he gets home from work, he immediately like walks in the door, and the first thing he does is changes 
every stitch of clothing to, like, his homeware. And I love this idea, like, socks, like, everything. He's and doing it in the Japanese staff. Yeah, he's, he's, like, sloughing off work in a very physical, real way that I think is a pretty cool move. I don't get that move because I'm at home in pajama pants all day, so I can't be like, oh, another tough one. Oh, the old rat race. Trying to, time to put on some comfier clothes. I wish but I had he the changes- dedication to do that. I wish I yeah. wish that I did have... We've talked about this, I mean, literally last week. I wish I had the dedication to, to wear something like more stern and restrictive to just have that freedom at the end you of put the on a tie every day it's important to know i want to make it clear that when i talk about my father-in-law he's not like changing into pajamas he gets home he changes into other regular clothes that you could then go out back into the world in and then changes again for bed so he he's like got work outfit home outfit sleep outfit i think that's pretty cool and his 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 casual yukata, a kimono <laughs> worn in the casual times. I don't want to part the kimono, but that's what Travis's dad-in-law wears. <laughs> Griffin, kimono. do you have another yahoo for us? Yes. How about this one? It was sent in by level 9000 Yajur Drew, Drew Davenport. Thank you, Drew Davenport. The Poe of humans. Big, hmm? imposing, kind, loving, excellent at kung fu. Dick out. Dick always out. 24-7. 24-7 dick out bonanza. I'm not going to tell him how to do his thing, though, because obviously he's he knows what's up. Um, thank you, Drew Davenport. It's by uh, Yahoo Answers user Steffi, who asks, Please, I need to know how to start with Popeye the Sailor Man eulogy for my speech class. What? Please, I need the speech for this Monday. What? Please, Travis. I need to know how to start with Popeye the Sailor Man eulogy for my speech class. Okay, wait, 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 wait. There's a very important distinction here. Please. Are you giving a eulogy for Popeye the Sailor Man or as Popeye the Sailor Man? As as guys as hysterical as I think we could make the latter. Uh, with all of us doing our, our Popeye impressions and what have you. I, oh, think, go, 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 go. I think we should focus on the former, which is my dude. My okay, dude, Popeye. what has this, killed- This motherfucker here. <laughs> That's what we're doing. He got me clean. He got me clean right now. Popeye the sponsor, man. <laughs> I love him like a brother. Hey, I, and I never told him. He was my real brother. My name he is- He was my real- I'm Steven the Sailor Man. I'm Churches. The Sailor Man. <laughs> the Sailor Man. <laughs> oh, God. If our father, Pappy the Sailor Man, were here today, but of course, they haven't spoken in 36 years. And now it's too late. Damn now it. it's too late. Damn it, Popeye. The living years. Damn it, Popeye. This how Damn you, you. This is how you do me. You leave me like this, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I mean, we know his cause of death, right? Bluto, who is Bluto. like, Bluto's fucking huge, just killed him finally. Do you think Bluto's there? Do you think he had the fucking sheer I'm balls? I'm sorry, Popeye. I, I didn't, didn't mean to. Didn't mean to. We were just doing our usual punch routine. <laughs> I punched you and you went through the roof, only this time you hemorrhaged. Uh, <laughs> I hit you through a horse, and then you got one of them big swelling lumps on top of your head, and the horseshoe swung around it, but then you didn't get up again. I punched you till your brain stopped working, then I tried to pour the spinach down your mouth, and you choked on him. <laughs> and the spittoon done fell on your head. No. 
Can you imagine anything funnier than seeing Bluto just like forcing the jaw of Popeye's corpse up and down, trying to help him masturbate? Here I come, Bluto. I'm gonna get you real good. Everybody He's come. strong to the finish. Everybody. Olive oil, gotta help me scoop the spinach down his throat. Everybody, I love him. Everybody comes around and Bluto like lifts him up and puts his arm around him. Like, I know he's fun. Listen, I'm the Sailor Man. <laughs> Why are you moving his mouth, Bluto? That's that's terrible. Oh, and don't when- touch him. And Wimpy, like, shows up at, like, five minutes late. He's like, hey, good news, everybody. I found a hamburger. And they're like, Wimpy, not now. He realizes what's happening. And he's like, oh, I wasn't here. I wasn't. I can't go back. (laughs) I can't take this heat. I got people waiting for me on the inside. Um, uh, what if that wasn't his cause of death? What if he just ate some spinach? He was like, time to get real. Wait, my arm won't stop growing. Oh, shit. And he just like ex- like Akira just like explodes. Oh, his body gets too his body gets him. too diesel, and then soon he just like starts rapidly expanding until he com- completely consumes Neo Tokyo. Let me paint you a picture. He goes in for his yearly checkup physical, and the doctor's like, "Popeye, I I can't I can't say it enough. I I won't tell you again. You have to knock it off with the spinach. Your body is ninety two percent spinach at this point. I don't know how much more of this you could take. If you if you change again, you might never come back. And Popeye's like, okay, but then one day he sees an injustice and he goes for that spinach and he's like, I can't, I can't. But the city cries out, Popeye, Popeye, and he does it knowing it's the end. And, and he goes out a hero, just like he always dreamed. Okay. That wasn't so much um, funny as much as it was like pretty good fan fiction. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, I'm, pi- I'm trying to pitch that. If anyone's listening, if you've got, it will be a multi-million dollar production. I'm thinking it'll be like a Pixar level. Oh, see, I was, um, I was, I was thinking like a Christopher Nolan Batman flick where uh, Bluto, Bl- Bl- is it Bluto? Yeah, yeah. Would be Pluto like Bane. Is, Pluto is Mickey's dog. Well, this will be the first dark Pixar movie. I'm thinking like a Pixar cartoon with like a hard PG-13. So if anyone's looking to invest, um, I've got a Kickstarter going for a million dollars, you can get a producer's credit. For $2 million, you can come to the animation studio. It does start at a million dollars. Okay. For thirteen ninety five, you can go see Kung Fu Panda 3 and just like save your fucking time. Cause no movie, you'll never want to see another movie after that. Hey folks, that's gonna do it for us. Uh, wanna say two things, first off, Thank you again to MeUndies, who are dedicated to providing the world's most comfortable underwear. Go to MeUndies.com slash MyBrother for free shipping and 20% off your first order. Uh, also want to say a huge congratulations to our friend, uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda, for his uh, and his, his entire cast and also The Roots for their uh, Grammy win and Grammy performance last night. Uh, so fucking good. And so Len, so Len, thank you for probably amazing. accidentally kicking off like a full-blown Illuminati deep dive into your like your whole life history by the by the, you know, the the people who are desperately looking into the Freemasons and like the triangles and all that shit with your secret my brother my brother and me gesture. And you I don't want to Prying eyes. If you know it, you know it. If you know it, you know it. If you don't know it, join our Facebook you'd, group. You join our fucking Facebook group. We mentioned the website halfway through the episode, but I want to mention it again. Go to macroshows.com and you can find 
all of the projects we work on, audio and video. Um, you can find links to all the Twitter accounts, the Facebook groups, um, the contact info if you're looking for like the PO boxes or places to send um, Adventure Zone item submissions or my brother, my brother and me questions in Yahoo's. Um, you can also find our now defunct retired shows. Um, I also want to say I'm launching a new podcast pretty soon because I get bored and generate yeah, new podcasts constantly. What? It's too many. It's a well, lot I of podcasts, Travi. It's, it's all I've got, and I love it very, very much. But this one's called Bang with Travis and Tybee. You can find it on macroshows.com. We got a promo up now, so you can hear it and subscribe on iTunes and all that. I'm actually really um, happy about this because it, it makes it an even on the website. Now there are yeah. three columns of six. That makes me really happy. Um, we're also really excited because this is the week that we're moving trends like these over onto Max Fun. So if you haven't checked out trends like these yet, go check that out. Um, go check out Still Buffering on Max Fun. Yep. They um, just did, oh my God, the new episode of Still Buffering, which is about my wife, Sydney, and her sister, Riley, who's 15, and them like uh, explaining the, the teen life then and today. There is a, tw uh, a segment on today's show, an extended segment of the new episode about. Uh, Instagram and her explaining Instagram and Snapchat that was like, Oh, I know everything there is to know about those two platforms. Well, you don't trust me. I thought I did. It is the most captivating listen of 2016. As far as I'm concerned, I was losing my mind. It's fascinating. Go check out Rose Buddies that Griffin does with Rachel. Thank you. Um, I have never, well, I tried to watch an episode of The Bachelor animated about 20 minutes in, but I have never been a fan of The Bachelor, but I fucking love Rose Buddies. It's become my new favorite show. Thank you, Travi. Um, and then also go check out Schmanners that my wife and I do. We put out a Valentine's Day special that was all about like the history and uh, customs of Valentine's Day, as well as another normal episode last week, all about being a house guest and hosting a house guest. So go check that out. Um, and then check out all the other amazing Maximum Fun shows. There's a ton on there. Thanks to John Roderick and the Lawn Winners for the use of their theme song, It's Departure, off the album, Putting the Days to Bed. Yeah, it's a great album. You can find it on, you can get it on vinyl. Get it on sure. Wax. Get it on anywhere you Amazon. want. Amazon. Um, sorry, Juice. Nothing. Did you have something else? No, just I love you. I love you. I love you. I love, you I guys love everybody. Too. Um, do you guys realize that by the time we record this next episode, I will have seen Carly Rae Jepsen in concert, and I yeah, will literally just be. I mean, I'm, I'm already bliss delight of of a floating like piece of light consciousness, just just exploring the spiral galaxy. Um, and I'm just going to stop by the ACL taping of Carly Rae Jepsen. And I don't know what the next fucking level of consciousness is above that, mm -hmm. but I'm really... You just wake up and you are Carly Rae Jepsen, like uh, being John Malkovich. Ooh, that'll be fun. Yeah, um, it is. It's it's pretty great. I uh, If I could say... I've been Carly Rae Jepsen for years. If I could say uh, one sort of personal, more serious thing before we close... Um, and this isn't the sort of thing we normally talk about on the show, and I didn't run this before, past you guys before, but um, sometimes we all have, like, struggles, and I know that our listeners have expressed to us how uh, our show has helped them, and um, I know that, like, for future generations, everybody's going to have, you know, things that they're going through. Um, mm -hmm. and, I, and I don't mean to be oblique, but I don't know your struggles. Um, no, but I want to make sure that when um, my daughter you know comes of age and she is and her daughter and her daughter after her comes of age and they have she has struggles or things she's struggling with in life i i want to make sure <laughs> i want to make sure there's a new kung fu panda movie yeah for sure. her mm -hmm. every time 
Um, and every all, generation, every needs, generation kung fu needs its kung yeah. fu panda movies, and I feel like if we could all just go see Kung Fu Panda three this weekend, we can yeah. really guarantee that that continues to be. Hey, do hey, you why want to be the last link in the chain? I don't yeah, want to be the last link in the Kung Fu Panda chain. And hey, why saying. wait till the weekend? Is what I'm saying. It's yeah, Tuesday now. It. It's ideal. The ideal time to see any movie. Everyone knows this is 11:30 in the morning yeah. on like a Thursday. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, guys, I um. I know we don't usually get serious on the show, but I have something I'd like to talk about really quick here at the end. Uh-huh. Um, and that is, there's a lot of, I, I, the reason I love this podcast and the community that we've sort of surrounded ourselves with is that I feel like there's a, there's a lot of sort of bad stuff happening in the world today. Yeah. And it's so easy to like in, in consume the media that you consume and just sort of be... Yeah, you know, distracted by the the noise of it all, right? And just sort of turn a blind eye to all the injustices that are that are happening in the world today. Um, and and that's fine. Like, uh, you know, I'm I'm glad that we can provide sort of a a safe place for people. But I think that we need to sort of confront some of these things head on. And I would recommend um, starting with joining my boycott of the Village Voice for their fucking slanderous review of Kung Fu Panda Three, mm. written by uh, a- Alan. Shurstel. Um, get that negativity out, Alan. Yeah, Alan, like, we we get it. Like, you're too cool for Kung Fu 3. We get it. You're too cool for Poe. It's okay to unironically love stuff, Alan. Yeah, and so anyway, um, never buy another issue. Never again. Write him a letter that just says, never again, Alan. You know what you did. And then a, a paw print, a panda paw print. And then a- say, this one's, for, this one's for my pandas. Now, um, we don't usually get... We don't. Um, no, we don't. We don't usually get serious no, on the show. But can I just say real quick? Um, I have killed before. Okay. And the only thing that stops me from killing again yeah. is knowing that there's a new Kung Fu Panda movie out. Mm-hmm. And if if society were to, for some reason, take that away from me, mm-hmm. I don't know what I would do. Tra- Travis's soul is the respite of a dark passenger. I've got what scientists call a dark passenger. See, when I was little, I died for five seconds and something came back with me. Yes. And the only thing that allows me to control the hunger within Mm. is knowing that there's a new Kung Fu Panda movie every like two to three years. And I worry that if that ever stops, I... You're gonna, you're gonna. Uh, the, throw I, let some... me just say, the voice I hear in my head mm. is no language spoken by man. No, um, as far as I know, ever. It's Sumerian, but it's it's Jack Black doing the voice, which is weird. Yeah, and it's and, and it just the only phrase I can understand is just two words, and it's old <laughs> gods. Yeah, and and if if Kung Fu Panda were to ever not be there as a barrier against the darkness, I worry not only for myself, but for everyone in this plane of existence. Uh, If you've just finished watching uh, this clip as a YouTube video after Travis commits some terrible atrocity, you should know that we thought he was kidding. Well, thanks for listening. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you want a final Yahoo? Yes. Uh, this final Yahoo was sent in by level 9000 Yadru Drew Drew Davenport. Thank you, Drew. It's by Yadru Answers user Abby, who asks, Can anybody find out if Billy Zane is available to sell pasta at my new store, Cal Pasta? <laughs> <laughs> my name is Justin McElroy. 
I'm Travis McElroy. I'm Griffin McElroy. This has been my brother, my brother, and me. Kiss your dad square on the lips. Skadoosh. <laughs>